This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. The word sign here in Luke is used, has a similar and same connotation as the word miracle. We can plug the word miracle into the word sign to give us a better detail and understanding of this passage. We all want miracles in our life. We all want something miraculous to occur. But the question becomes, my dear brothers and sisters, just like Luke mentioned today, what is the purpose of the miracle? Why are we wanting miracles? Because for the people that Luke is writing to, they wanted miracles because they wanted to, they wanted to see Jesus perform this powerful act. They wanted Jesus to call on the power from on high. They wanted Jesus to show off his power and his ability to make something, to make nothing into something, to make the deaf hear, the mute speak, the blind see. But at the end of the day, we forget the purpose and intention of all the miracles Jesus performed in his life. Those miracles weren't for him to demonstrate for us how powerful he is. Those miracles in themselves were not ways in which Jesus shows off to every one of us how good he is. Those miracles were not an opportunity for Jesus to be titled the greatest showman. But instead, those miracles were performed, were done so that we can see with our senses the power, the ability of God's love and how he loves us in our daily lives. So the challenge becomes, my dear brothers and sisters, why do we want miracles? Sometimes in our lives we carry illness, we carry difficulties, we have challenges within our lives that we want our Lord to fill us, to change us, to change that situation. But in miracles, we're then asking the Lord, not if you love me, but that I doubt that you love me. I'm so unsure of your love that I'm begging you and pleading you for this miracle because I can't see your love here at this moment. I can't understand, I can't comprehend your love. The challenge is that miracle is what we believe is God's love for us. But sometimes the absence of that miracle is truly his love for us. Because when we're asking and pleading for a miracle, what are we doing? We spend more time on our knees asking for miracles than we are in other moments. We spend more time relying on the providence and the trust in God in those moments than any other time in our life. When we need him the most, we're pleading and begging him for everything. We spend all the waking hours of our day asking the Lord for his help. But we forget that that's more time that we've ever committed to the Lord than ever before. 
So the absence of that miracle is the miracle itself. Because the miracle is supposed to demonstrate God's love for us and our response to his love. So how, many, how much time have we offered the Lord for that miracle? How much time have we given over to the Lord for that? But the second layer and the challenge that Luke wants to point out to the, us today is not the image of the miracle, but the fact of faith and trust. Because the greatest miracle that is about to occur is Jesus' death and resurrection. He lays in the tomb just like Jonah in the belly of the whale for three days, and on the third day, rise again in new life to give us new life. We've come to experience that miracle and know of that miracle here. We can explain it with our minds. We can talk about it in faith. But that most powerful miracle has not transformed and changed who we are. That miracle has not become a part of our lives and has not done nothing to us. Because without that miracle, that resurrection from the dead, we would not gain eternal life. We would not be able to call God our Father, Abba, Father. We will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. That has changed the reality of our lives forever. That has changed our relationship with God forever. The most powerful miracle there. But for most of us, that miracle means nothing. We come to the Eucharistic feast where bread and wine becomes the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But how many of us are therefore transformed when we come up to receive communion and say, Amen, I give my full assent. I agree wholeheartedly that this is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. That what I'm about to celebrate is calling me to go out into the world, to change the world, to live out my life differently, to be transformed by the miracle we just witnessed and participated in. Miracles, my dear brothers and sisters, occur so many times throughout our day. So many miracles occur in so many aspects of our lives. We just choose not to see it. We're just unable to recognize and realize those miracles in our lives. So as we begin and continue our Lenten journey, let us use the time of prayer, the time of meditation, to find, to see where these miracles have occurred in our lives, where God has shown his love for us in our daily life. Let us then be transformed and changed by those miracles. Let us acknowledge and recognize the Lord's love in our life and let us do something about those miracles. Let us enact it. Let us be transformed by it and made anew every day and every moment of our life. Amen.